to the Florida Peanut Podcast. I'm Noah Walker with All Things Visual Marketing, and joining me in studio today is Miss Laura Fowler-Goss, the fearless leader and executive director of the Florida Peanut Federation. She loves that title, yes. which is why I hammer it down every time. And also joining us via Zoom, because it is FFA week, uh, we have Miss Ashley Thomas and Miss Braley Hines from the Bell Chapter of FFA here in North Florida. And today, because it's FFA week, our topic is the Venn diagram of FFA involvement. So is Venn a guy? I don't know. I don't know who Venn, I don't know who Venn was or if it's short for Vincent diagram or the lies. I just don't know. Okay. Who knows? Um good question. That's the hard hitters. What y'all say hello, introduce yourselves, tell us uh, about your FFA position and, and something fun. Yeah, give us you. a fun fact at the end of that. All right, my name is Ashley Thomas. I'm a senior at Bell High School and I am currently the secretary for Bell FFA and my favorite animal is the llama. Oh. <laughs> uh, hi, my name is Braley Hines. I'm a junior and I'm currently serving as our subdistrict chair. And my favorite food is steak. What do you like to cook? Medium rare. Perfect. Yeah. So, <laughs> we are so glad to have y'all. Thanks for taking time this afternoon, putting on your official dress. And they actually have something very educational, Noah, that I'm pretty excited about this podcast because a lot of people don't understand the nuances of how the agricultural education model works. So you're going to tell us a little about that. But first of all, tell us your, your favorite contest and how you got involved with it. My favorite contest, I actually just got into it this year, was extemporaneous speaking. I loved every single minute of it. I thought it was very different from public speaking and huh? just liked it better. Very cool. My favorite would be prepared public speaking. So I actually got to prepare something beforehand and knew my topic before I went in the room. And it just gave me an opportunity to pick a topic that I was really passionate about and cared a lot about that I was able to share with judges and usually other people who were either in the room or people that I got to practice with. Do you have a go-to topic for that? I've used... Usually, my topics revolve around conservation. I've used water conservation while I was in sixth and seventh grade. And then eighth, ninth, and tenth grade, my topics were all on soil conservation. So it also makes it a lot easier when you go to there's five minutes of questions. So living on a farm, it was really, it gave me kind of that outlook to know about the topic. So that when it came to answering questions, it was something that I was knowledgeable on and passionate about. Smart strategy right there. Yeah, it is. Now, Ms. Ashley, with extemporaneous speaking, what are some of the topics that you've you've gone with? There is a huge range of extemporaneous speaking topics. The one that I really loved was agricultural literacy because I'm able to talk yeah. about how important informing consumers and younger generations is about agriculture. Very cool. Well, that's what we're doing here. So that's a great topic. Points, well, points yeah, points, points. Yeah, big time. <laughs> All right. You had a question. Sorry, Laura. I was going to say, I feel like people who are familiar with FFA think of the contests mm -hmm. because we just brag so much when we win because that is 
Dagum high level competition, like I'll tell anybody, the area two district three sub districts are the most challenging in the whole entire state. And I will tell Polk County that any day of the week because <laughs> there is nobody as tough as the people that live right here in this area. And, and so off that soapbox, um, that's just kind of what rises to the top is livestock shows and sales and then leadership development events. But y'all take some time and share with the listeners and viewers about how the whole process is built and meant to work together to uh, what what is, what is the goal like to to train up good people or or what's the goal and what's the method of getting there that FFA is a part of? Yeah, what, what is the Venn diagram of FFA and what is it built to achieve? Well, I would say it all is going to start with classroom education. Without classroom education, the students don't really know about FFA. And that's just really where the basis of it all starts. Yeah, I would say classroom is definitely where it starts. And usually when you get kids involved in the classroom, that's what gets them interested in joining FFA. To actually to even be a member in FFA, you have to have one agriculture class at your school. So you get to take what you learn in class and usually apply it to events. And then you're able to compete in events and then take it back to your supervised, your SAE, which is your supervised agriculture experience and take what you've learned through FFA in the classroom and apply it in real life situations. I'm trying to think it's, it's been a little bit. So there there's leadership development events career development events is there a third one along those lines there's not that i know of or those are the two categories so for instance prepared and extent speaking would be leadership development but like horse judging and dairy judging would be career development events is that how that goes yes so there's cdes and ldes and then like your judging would fall under certain ones and your public speaking would fall into certain ones and then you have like your proficiency applications which are a type of sae maybe maybe that's kind of the third piece i was thinking of there so every student is required to be in an ag class in order to be an ffa member and then is an sae required or just recommended So what's so great about SAEs is here at our ag program, we actually have three different types. We do fruit production, beef production, and we do picnic tables, which is a form of marketing. And those are three major categories when it comes to SAEs, which allows students to participate firsthand in what these different types of SAEs are all about. Without having to have those resources come straight from the family or something like that, it's available at school. I, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Very cool. That is cool. So the so the three elements, just to wrap my mind and and um, and organize it for our listener, the three elements of the Venn diagram are the classroom where it starts, right? Because you have to be in an ag class to be a member of FFA, which is the second element, right? And then the third element is SAE, right? Yes. Isn't which help me help me under give me the words that make up SAE. What does that stand for? <laughs> Supervised agriculture experience. So Perfect. that is 
what your proficiencies would fall under and there's lots of different proficiency proficiency categories personally i do almost six proficiencies so mine range anywhere from ag communications to outdoor recreation so it provides especially living in a rural community it also provides an opportunity for kids who are you know, working on a farm who are doing ag mechanics to apply proficiency or someone taking care of somebody's um, beef herd to do a beef production proficiency. And it allows kids like that who are taking what they learn in the classroom and going to work a job and opportunity to fill out a proficiency application and turn those in for FFA. So what are yours? What, so you mentioned that you have six that you that you do what what are they? and they're basically very intimidating record keeping <laughs> yeah. forms that Braley, if you win you get money right so yeah. so they're a, they're a form of a contest but it's basically all a paper application that begins and ends i would say with record keeping and storytelling and detailing experiences and providing the information i mean just massive documents they're like very very extensive and a lot of the points now to come from um, your efficiencies and outcomes and like standards so there's a list of 10 standards that range into all kinds of stuff and you have to pick just like a classroom would have standards standards that apply to what you've learned through whatever your job may be and how you've grown since you started that job to where you're at now oh Actually, I think you're involved in a, a good many handful of activities and, and extracurriculars and community things outside of your FFA membership. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. So here's something we didn't rehearse. We, we didn't talk about this, but, but can you relate some things you've learned through FFA or some things you've learned through those other activities and how they're mutually beneficial, you know, kind of, kind of run through your resume with us and pinpoint a few key places that you can tie the two together and how that helps, help helps you be, you know, a, a really astute person. Yes, ma'am. So as you said before, I am in a bunch of extracurriculars. I am president of HOSA FCA. I am the reporter for student government and I am volunteering in my church. We call our minister group servant leaders where I basically show young kids how to grow their relationship with Christ and I'm also in FFA. What's so great about all of these things is not only do I get to learn leadership roles and learn how to correctly communicate with people, but I'm also learning everyday lessons such as how to properly time management, how to properly time manage my 24 hour day. As we said in our before interview, we do not have enough hours in the day. And so time management is a huge thing. I also learn many different responsibilities and different tasks that are going to help me in the future. Did you forget that you play softball and are the watermelon queen? Softball and volleyball and all of that too. I almost forgot about those too. <laughs> the list is so long that yeah. she can't. <laughs> she had to cut the, the minor ones off the off the bottom. Well, that, that's that sounds incredibly well rounded. What what about you, Miss Braley? What is what does your outside of FFA and, and school experience look like? I will say FFA takes up a lot of time in my day, especially doing so many things. But I think the great thing about FFA is 
you know, I do come from an agriculture family. So my extracurriculars involve what I do back home on the farm and, you know, working there and being able to do stuff for my family, which is really cool that I get to take those extracurriculars and then apply them back into FFA. I also serve as a Swanee River Fair ambassador for our county fair, um, which has given me a good opportunity to be involved in something that's not necessarily FFA, but is still a part of agriculture. And then I'm a member in FCA, I'm a member in Beta, and I also, you know, I like to go to church, love to be a part there. It's always good to be able to apply leadership roles in these organizations. She has a little brother that needs a lot of attention and she bakes a lot of cakes and Laura's done thorough research. Uh... <laughs> these, these girls are not um, comprehensive in their lists. I mean, they are really doing things in the world. Okay. So, so if FFA's goal is to create or to do something like personal leadership, premier growth, no, premier leadership, personal growth, <laughs> and career success, right? So, something like that. So can you can you specifically say, yes, I will will meet or am meeting or have met these three points that, that are a part of the FFA mission through my work and through the things that I have connected? Well, I think Laura's, Laura's trying to ask is, through all of your experience, all of your extracurriculars, do you feel that FFA and really kind of the the, the Venn diagram that's pushed you guys forward into all of these leadership uh, positions has done its job in teaching you guys and developing those skills uh, that you've needed to not just perform well in these organizations, but move forward in life? as a well-rounded individual. Obviously you are both well-rounded individuals with all the things that you do outside of the classroom and stuff, but how has FFA um, and this progression helped you guys through that? I would hundred percent say that it has definitely helped me to grow into the person I am today, but it's also setting me up for not only college, but my career in the future. It's allowing me to have these open opportunities through jobs and scholarships that are going to help me pay for college. I plan on majoring in business and then pursuing to go to medical school to become an orthopedic surgeon. So, so by allowing, so, hold on, I'm sorry. So FFA has allowed me to reach out to many different interests of mine and allow me to explore it to the fullest and see what career I actually wanted to go to, as well as set me up for ways I can pay for college in the future. Yes. Building on what Ashley said, I think FFA has allowed me to gain leadership skills, but I think one really important thing about FFA that a lot of people don't realize when it comes to the future is that it provides you with so many connections and not just connections that are short-term connections in high school, but long-term connections for, you know, obviously you meet people that you're friends with for a long time. I think that's really interesting. You know, I still to this day compete against kids that are kids of people that my parents have competed against, but it also connects you with people for career success. 
you know, I want to go into ag communications with a minor in ag policy. So through FFA, I've met a lot of adults who are in similar careers. It's something that I want to do when I get older. So it's allowed me to kind of meet with these people and work with them, kind of like doing the Foods for Florida Peanut Federation and getting to meet with people and communicate and advocate for agriculture. That that all, I think, started really through FFA and developing a passion for agriculture that's allowed me to meet these people. Awesome. Excellent. Wow. One thing that most people don't think about. So uh, actually, for orthopedic surgeons or orthopedic physicians, there, if you think about the injuries that occur on a farm or the, the you know, real debilitating things yeah. that happen to farmers, most of them are orthopedic. So in a roundabout way, what you're doing now will circle back and help the agricultural community through practicing that. Um, it was something that we saw a lot coming from uh, the medical field and being in a hospital that was in a rural area, a lot of our major emergencies were farm related or they were big equipment related mm -hmm. out in the field uh, and they tended to go right into an orthopedic surgeon or something along those lines. So there is a lot of need for that in in the ag and rural communities as well. So those are fantastic. I, right? love, yeah. that. I love that tie in. That That's really encouraging. Mm -hmm. um, very cool. Hey, any advice that you all want to offer? Um, I guess you both probably joined in sixth grade. I mean, any like like younger student, new FFA member advice that you would like to share? I would definitely say to be an active member and take advantage of the opportunities. But I will say as I've got older, and I will say middle school was really my time where I got to do a lot of judging events and I got to learn what I liked. So it's really important to get involved when you're younger so that you can figure out what those contests are that you like. Because when I've gotten to high school, I found that sometimes where it didn't matter as much in middle school, when you do so many events that you're never able to fully commit yourself to one and you won't be as successful as you could be if you just pick a couple of contests that relate close together. So I would definitely say get involved when you are younger and truly take advantage of all of those contests and go to all of them and figure out what you like so that when you get into high school, you kind of have a path and a plan that you know what you want to compete and what you want to do, you know, going into your senior year. Yeah, I would I love that advice. I would say agree with Braley. Definitely explore all your options and all your interests. You never know which contests you're going to get drawn to. That's excellent. So try try it all out is what you're saying. Try it all out. See what you like and, and try it all out. While, yeah, try it all out while you've got the time, so that when you get older, mm -hmm. you know that's when you really are pushed to win and. That's your time where you can, you know, for me personally, like I said, my speeches were usually on soil conservation or water conservation. So even though it wasn't a public speaking contest, one of my favorite um, events to compete in has been land evaluation, which is the soil judging and looking at the soil and how healthy it is and what it may need. And if, can you build a house on it and things like that? So finding, you know, 
do all of it in middle school, find what you like so that when you get in high school, you can do things that really relate to you that you're really going to enjoy. That's good career advice as well. Yes, it, Try it, out early. Yes, it is. Focus on what you love. 100%. We are very proud of y'all. Thank you for your time this afternoon. Thank you so much. You guys, uh, obviously your time is incredibly valuable. We appreciate that you guys showed up. You showed up in your FFA regs. You guys were were sharp and ready to go and, and did a wonderful job with this. So I'm Noah Walker with All Things Visual Marketing. This has been the Florida Peanut Podcast. And I was joined in studio today with by Miss Laura Fowler-Goss, the fearless leader and executive director of the Florida Peanut Federation, as well as Miss Ashley Thomas and Braley Hines of the Bell High Chapter of FFA here in North Florida. Thank you, ladies, for joining us. We hope that you all have a wonderful day. And thanks. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you.